60% of global emissions should be covered by a price on pollution in 2030. Putting a price on pollution is the most efficient and powerful way uh, to keep 1.5 alive. That was Prime Minister Justin Trudeau at the 26th United Nations Climate Change Conference in Glasgow, Scotland. On November 7th, six days after Trudeau had pitched a global carbon tax, I wrote an editorial published by The Runner suggesting that COP26 needs to move beyond the idea of carbon pricing, a solution focusing on adding costs to emissions rather than limiting production. The editorial questioned the efficiency of the carbon tax, arguing that a global price on greenhouse gas will continue to let Canadian and global oil and gas producers release emissions. But it wasn't until recently speaking with Kai Shen, a professor at the Institute for Resources, Environment and Sustainability at the University of British Columbia, who told me that a global carbon tax might not be such a bad idea after all. Welcome to Nicole Media. My name is Nicole Gonzalez Filos, and I will be looking at the other side of the story into how a global price on carbon could be a step forward to reducing greenhouse gas emissions. First, let's talk about Canada's history with the carbon tax. In 2016, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau announced a national climate change policy that includes a system of carbon pricing across the country. Since then, Canadian news outlets have reported on the carbon tax. Media outlets like Global News have interviewed experts in regards to the efficiency of Canada's carbon tax. The Canadian Taxpayers Federation told Global News the carbon tax isn't actually working and called the carbon tax a cash grab. So it's not a tax grab. The carbon pricing is revenue neutral in Canada, meaning that money is returned to consumers. It's not like the government is, you know, enriching itself. Said Chan. The government should consider limiting production of oil and gas to keep global temperatures from rising more than 1.5 degrees Celsius. But when talking to Shan, turns out limiting production isn't that simple. Limiting production of fossil fuels, for sure, that could help. The truth is that that's not a fight that Trudeau has won internally, and not one that he imagines that he can win anytime soon. So the entire idea of a carbon tax is to basically tell carbon oil and gas producers that governments won't be shutting down their companies and instead continuing their work, but in a more climate responsible way. It sells way better than just to say, yes, we know that other nations are still exporting fossil fuels, but you're not allowed to. And the carbon tax can be a cost effective way to combat climate change. There are other measures, but there isn't anything else that is going to be anywhere near as cost-effective when you think beyond a nation's boundaries. A carbon tax does have its downsides. Polluters will raise the prices of their services to recover their losses. And Chan says this could have an impact on some Canadians. People who drive light utility vehicles, who do construction, who do landscaping, they're kind of locked in. Definitely something to look out for. It's why it's so important to ramp up the carbon tax, right? Rather than going from nothing to like $300 a ton, because it gives time for people to adapt. As we hear the other side of the story, it appears that limiting production of fossil fuels isn't something global leaders are eager to do. And putting a price on carbon will also not solve all climate-related issues, but it does seem like it's the most reasonable first step to tackle climate change. This is Nicole Gonzalez-Filos, 
and thank you for listening.